Assman Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's dream of being four foot ten and kissed by Zac Efron continues to elude him. <laughs> Though being six foot two and kissed by Zac Efron already nailed. How about that? How tall are you, by the way? I took a guess. Six four. Six four. No, but everyone that's um, you meet guys that say they're six five that are shorter than you and shit. Guys are so full of shit. When yeah, I think it's a lying thing. I guess six two. I'm going with that in your stocking feet. Yeah, everyone always undercuts me a little bit. I've never been oversized. Did you have a Zac Efron makeout story? I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, I was just thinking that I was just thinking this that you know Bruce uh, Caitlyn Jenner gets a lot of credit for being an Olympian and uh, being the first trans. What about Michael Phelps, first Olympic gold medalist to bang a transsexual openly? Uh, he was drunk. Does that count? <laughs> he was drunk for the entire month. I think actually. <laughs> I'm not sure if that counts. What about being the first midget to win five gold medals? Um, what's four. the cutoff for midget? Uh, four. To I don't ten? know. If, you, if you're under four, if you're under five feet, you're a midget. As far as I'm concerned, if you're full grown, if you're an adult and you're under five feet, you're a midget. I'm not sure of the qualifications. All right, this week's show is sponsored by Amy Schumer's memoirs. She smoked weed, shoplifted, had unprotected sex, and had shitty jobs in college. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. <laughs> the Amy Schumer memoirs, when somebody writes an autobiography for no apparent reason, we all win. Well, she didn't really write it, did she? Uh, no, I'm sure she had someone else write it, but she overlooked it. Here's the thing. Like, all her, when they did it, you know, they usually pull out the uh, inserts of hot, you know, little items from the autobiography. That's how you get the book deal. You got to show them, like, the 10 things you're going to reveal in the autobiography that no one's heard before. Right. Her shit was all like, uh, I, I, was, I drank in high school, I had unprotected Fuck sex. Fuck gay guy. It went, but it was like, I, shot, I smoked weed, I had shitty, like, you know, bartending or waitress jobs. I'm like, and I'm like, what? Like, that's everybody. That's every single person I know. Yeah. There was not a single thing in there that wasn't like 90% of women her age had gone through. But are those people just the, the perfect, delicate balance of overweight? Like, are they just, like... 15 and a half pounds overweight. Slightly overweight. Because if you're like 20 pounds overweight, no one gives a shit. Well, here's the thing. And the thing that bothered me about this the most was not that it was boring and women are going to buy it. And it was like, she's, and she wrote like in her excerpt, I'm not different than you. I have no wisdom because she's only 35. But maybe sharing my stories will help somebody out. Like, how? How does that help people? <laughs> and this is a woman thing. How does that help you out to read like, oh, you had a shitty job in college? I had shitty jobs in college. All right, now what do I do? Like, how does that help me become a you, multi-millionaire comedian? You get um, the industry to give you a bunch of jobs um, for, for no apparent reason, yes. ar- arbitrarily. And also, by the way, she mentioned the story. The thing about me, one of the 10 excerpts was a story about her dad uh, shitting himself at the circus. Oh, yeah. So her dad had MS, oh. and he lost, which is, I mean, shitting yourself at the circus would be a funny story. <laughs> That's a funny dad Normally. story. Yeah. But uh, he had MS, lost muscle control, and shit, shit himself at the circus when she was like 12 or 13. I'm like, ah, oh, that's a wonderful story. Did dad, did dad approve this one? Divorce <laughs> what in the book? <laughs> so, something you should know. Something you should know about my dad. He shit himself at the circus. All right, next. Was there <laughs> anything about like, yeah, my cousin Chuck Schumer used to stop by with these suitcases of cash. We no. always were wondering where he was bringing them or how he got them. No, no Chuck Schumer stories. But there was a story about her mom cheating on her dad and sleeping with her some best friend's father. While so. he had MS. Uh, well, he had shit in his pants. You know, <laughs> find somebody else to be your sex partner. And I was just asking, like. The worst thing that ever happened to you as a parent is your kid writes a fucking tell-all and just t- goes into your stories. Right. Fuck you. Write your, <laughs> write your own fucking boring-ass stories. <laughs> if you wish to get out to the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or also on Facebook, Last Men Podcast. Very popular. I think we're at 40,000 people now. Oh, that's good. It is. It's not enough. I'm like Hitler. I want more. <laughs> on to the show. Uh, Matt, in this week's show, we're doing something special because uh, usually you and I get nothing right. 
But uh, over the past week, you got one story right, and I got one story right, which uh, has happened in 57 shows. <laughs> and as a, I am a gentleman, I want to start with a story that you got right. Uh, you picked up on right away. This is a Ryan Lochte uh, held up at gunpoint by Brazilian uh, gangsters posing as cop stories. <laughs> in Brazil, you called it as fake right from the beginning. And I, being as I am about Rio and Brazil, believe that anything is possible in terms of the criminal element there. <laughs> so, uh, what do you feel? Do you feel like do you feel like you were completely right about the fabrication? It looks like Lochte is saying part of it's true, and maybe it's not entirely true. But there was a gun. The gun was edited out of this gas station video of him uh, knocking down a door when they were all intoxicated. What do you think? You, you give yourself a hundred percent on this grade or not? Yeah, when it, when it first when he first explained it, so he's like, yeah. So they told us to get down, and I was like, we didn't even do anything wrong. So then they put a gun to my head, and I was like, whatever. It's like. No, man. Like, you're not tough. And even if you were tough, like, you could have just got all your friends killed. Like, if someone points a gun at you, especially a street thug in Rio or a group of them... Yes, you do whatever the fuck they say. Get the fuck down. And it's just not natural. This isn't a fucking, you know, Liam Neeson movie. Like, people just don't (laughs) act like that. I've been in those situations where someone has a gun. I've never had a gun pointed to my head. But when someone threatens you with a gun... You do what they say, you get the fuck out, you know? Yeah, I remember having a police officer come to the door and pull a gun on the door where I was living. And it's it's rather a frightening experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's not the time you feel like being tough. It's the time you just want to fucking hide. See, I thought, because I had a friend who was kind of working with Ryan Lock, Lock, what the fuck is this asshole's name? It's just Lockie, dude. It's two syllables. Lockie. It's just two syllables. On a, on a reality show. Uh, which never got sold, but then I, I realized he. I looked it up. He did have a reality show on E that got canceled. It was like how stupid is Ryan or some <laughs> shit. Like, it was like him being stupid, right? It was like him. It was a, the joke was how dumb he is and he makes all these buffoonish mistakes. Oh, it sounds awful. Well, this was right up, you know, in keeping with that theme. But that that was my first instinct was this asshole is trying to get a show or something, capitalize on his little moment of fame when we all pretend to care about swimming, and uh, you know, it was just. It was a bad lie. Well, also, it gave, it gave a bad name to Brazil, and the 50 other real-life hold-ups and gun robberies and violent attacks that have taken place during the Olympics, where people really were held at gunpoint on the ground by gangsters. Yeah. That, that puts a bad name to that. Here's what I don't understand. is like I think you knew right away he was lying. I thought he might have been telling the truth. Either way, it seems like the Brazilian government has been very quick to make this the biggest deal ever in the history of Brazilian-U.S. <laughs> relationships. Yeah. Like, try to get his passport. They pulled two other swimmers off the plane who were there with him. They're in police are investigating. They're trying to get him extradited from the U.S. I mean, either way, either there's no way they put this kind of effort into your average street holdup. No, because no. I feel like it happens. Or false police report. <laughs> yeah, they're going like they're flying eight thousand miles, like sending their best detective squad <laughs> to look at this. Here's what happened: Brazil, like Rio, has taken so much shit, bad press for all the crime, mm-hmm. and they finally got one crime where the where American of all people was faking the crime. Yeah, and they're going to like make this the top story of every headline they can possibly make, and I don't blame them for trying. Well, it's just like when you, uh, if you insult a journalist, the journalist is going to write, you know, they're going to put all their effort into, you know, any story regarding the press. I mean, you fuck with the police. I mean, it's going to piss the police off kind of understandably, and they're going to come after you. Yeah, and also there's a, I don't know if you saw the videotape, it looks like they're trying to pay off the guy out of their wallet. It's just, anytime I'm in a country where there's predominantly Spanish speaking, that is your first instinct, right? It's like right. when the cops come up, and they'll pull your wallet out and say, yeah. all right, uh, Quanto. <laughs> like, it's like, Blood on your wielding an axe. Here's 20 bucks. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, like, usually like, okay, give me 40 and I'm out of here. <laughs> so how long is Lockie going to continue sticking to this lie? Because he's, he's kind of dwindling it down a little bit, but he's still s- sadly doing this thing where he's 
the thing I understand is you can't. I mean, you're a swimmer. You, you're, if you if you if he was by himself, maybe get away with this little lie. There's like three other dudes with him. If right. you're going to invent a story, you can't invent it with three other drunk guys with you because <laughs> someone's going to talk to the three other drunk guys right. and figure shit out. There's no way the four of you are keeping a tight story together. No. You got nothing to gain. Lochte's the one who said about the gun. I'd be like, fuck him. You know, here's what happened. We fucking urinated at a gas station. We got drunk, knocked down a door. They want us to pay us 50 bucks, and we fucking told them to fuck off. Well, that's they, what two of them did, by the way. They, they just kind of like went, yeah, you got me. I, I don't get why they filed the report. Like, that just seems like really not worth the time or trouble. I'm going to say dumbass swimmers. By the way, I didn't recognize any of their names besides Lochte. So you're a swimmer, and I don't, you know, you're not even a well-known swimmer? Yeah, that's gotta be like you're just a fucking you're just a hanger on. <laughs> you're just like okay, whatever Lochte says goes. He's a I god. Think, I think it was Lochte's idea. I think he's the one that went on TV and did. Uh, we're not. I'm telling you, we're not ending the story until you say Lochte correctly. Lochte, <laughs> yes. So Lochte went on TV, and he he didn't even file the report, did he? Uh, I don't even know what, it, what they claim. You know, the way they went down, it was like you said, like a Liam Neeson story. And he claiming now the videotape was cut from the gas station three minutes in there when he had a gun pointed to his head, he claims. Mm-hmm. And it was cut. And I don't know. I mean, who knows? He's such a fucking idiot. The whole, the whole idea of having this in Brazil was a bad idea in the first place. This shit doesn't happen in London. London made a bombing or some shit like that. But there's yeah. no fucking, like, cops pulling. There's, the, the, you know, the, the, the dudes with the big fucking hats in London are not coming after you with fucking guns and asking for 50 bucks. Well, that's also, I mean, when you get shit-faced... Beef eaters. You don't... You don't in a foreign country. When you're in a foreign country, a scary foreign country, you better be on your best fucking behavior. You don't break down a door at a, a gas station and piss outside on the street. You're asking for whatever you fucking get. You deserve it. Yeah, you're gonna lose at least a kidney there. That's <laughs> something going. It's like else. I will talk shit to any guy in a frat house, but when I go to like a club in the industrial district and it's all black guys, guess what? I, I just I don't. I, if someone bumps into me, I say excuse me. Uh, that's you you both, gotta know your surroundings. Yeah, that's both sounds both racist and semi intelligent. <laughs> so that's a good idea. All right, I'm giving you that one. I'm scoring you that one. If it turns out they're act- if he can produce the video with a uh, gun pointed to his head by anybody, I'm taking half your points away. <laughs> uh, but they were so wasted too. I'm not sure they even they even remember what's going on. And there must have been there must be. By the way, cab drivers they're getting out of cabs. You know, traveling. If you go to any city, the cab drivers know exactly what's going down. Yeah, they're tuned into the prostitution, the drugs, the police. Oh, they were definitely probably some prostitutes involved. I'm picturing uh, Phelps kind of texting him like, "Hey, where are you guys at? Where are yeah. you guys going?" Yeah. Just, uh, let's let's just ignore that. <laughs> we don't want to hang out with Phelps, do we? All right. The good news is, as of tomorrow, there's no swimming for four more years. <laughs> don't worry about this shit. <laughs> Hi, Matt. I know you're wondering. One, uh, I got right. You always like when I'm right too. Yes. Um, Last week or two weeks ago, this whole Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing has been going on for a while. And I think it was May when she claimed that he, he took a cell phone and perfectly beat her with it against the face in such a rectangular manner that kinda, the... Kind of compressed it <laughs> yes. onto her face. From across the room, to across her face, you could see the actual outline of the, of the <laughs> iPhone. Uh, and you believe that it was all fake, and I believe it might have been fake too, but uh, you thought Johnny Depp was going to fight this whole, what looked like clearly an extortion campaign in this divorce settlement. And I believe that rich people will always, in the end, as much as they want to fight shit, outside of Donald Trump and assholes like that, will ultimately just pay money to make their problems go away. And that is exactly, exactly what Well, happened. I thought he might have been going kind of rogue because when it came out that he was cutting his finger off and doing paintings on the wall, I was like, this guy seems crazy enough to take it to trial, you know? I think, he gets, I think he's drug crazy. Like, he gets high and he does crazy shit. 
But I don't think he's a strong. He's not a crazy like we're just talking about like you know Liam Neeson or whatever. He's not that kind of crazy. Not like Randy Quaid crazy. No, he's not masculine crazy. He's like effeminate crazy. He's like gets angry to have a tantrum and break shit kind of crazy. Right. He did kind of cut himself and write on the wall in blood. Yeah. He's not gonna. He's not like take a stand, save the fight for this hill in Vietnam kind of crazy. No, he's he's more like he's I'm, crazy. Like he wakes up alone and puts on a weird hat just yes. to read the paper. And throws throws wine glasses. <laughs> what kind of man throws a wine glass? Like that's a, only an actor would throw a wine glass into it. Like a, I always want to throw a glass into a fireplace. That's right, always right. been one of my dreams, just to be really angry. Oh, I've done that. It's great. <laughs> I gained some respect for him on a lot of levels because when he was wasted in the morning off wine, he had one of those those double bottles, <laughs> which I, I looked at it like and a, it mag- was, a magnum. Yeah, but it was like a it was like a, a ten dollar bottle. Yes, it was like really <laughs> bad stuff. It was, I mean, good, I lo- but. I lo- in the same token, I lost respect because he was wearing his, his uh, Indian hat, his Native American hat at like eight in the morning, and he had eight, at least eight eight uh, bracelets on. A lot of jade. seemed very overindulged, but I don't think he'd been to bed. So that's like a kid. Like a kid wakes up and puts on their costume. Like a little six year old gets their Navajo costume, <laughs> and wants to wear it all the time. I think he has trouble getting out of character. He gets into character. I think he has trouble getting out of character. He. These guys, actors always have to make up, you know, let's like you said, guys lie about their height all the time. Mm-hmm. Actors have to lie about their feeling or being more interested than they really are. They always come up with some weird, weird persona for themselves. Right. But let's get back to the part where I, I was right and you were totally you wrong. You were right, yeah. So $7 million, they settle on $7 million, and she actually, it looked like at the end, she, her story was coming apart a little bit. She didn't want to, she didn't want to go on record and deposition and say shit that might perjure herself. All that kind of crap. And then suddenly, somehow, she said, not related to her, a cell phone video from her cell phone uh, leaked out showing him, you know, being semi-violent. And apparently she had more of them, but she couldn't control them because she wasn't leaking them. But they might come out anyway. He wasn't really being violent. He was slamming cupboards. See, I've been in arguments with chicks, and that's what I do. I'll, like, punch anything in the near vicinity except for the person. Like, I'll just, I'll punch a refrigerator. No, you do one or the other. You don't slam cupboards around and punch women. You say the guys who throw wine glasses and slam cupboards and, and, and punch walls and stuff like that are the guys who are not take the guys. It, yeah, they take their aggression out on inanimate objects. Yeah, still, I still find that kind of lame. I like a video of you doing that. <laughs> like an Indian, Indian hat with like wearing a lot of jade jewelry and shit like that. That does seem like something like say Johnny Depp, Nicolas Cage, who else along those lines would be doing that kind of shit. Right. Like they're kind of like, in a way it's kind of like pussier not to hit the woman because if you're actually a it's lame, you know. It's obviously lame to hit a woman, but if you actually just do all that stomping around, yeah. and you actually won't hit somebody, it's almost more. That's almost more like a tantrum. That's more like a temper tantrum, really. If it was the morning, first of all, you're irritable in the morning, and and you're drunk in the morning. Yes. So if my wife, first of all, my wife, not my annoying friend, comes in and starts taunting me with a fucking iPhone. Yes, I like how she was like trying to block the iPhone, and you're, like she put it next to her purse or something like a mug. Like, what are you fucking? <laughs> yes, it's fucking. Yeah, Mission Impossible, the worst shit. detective ever. Yes. So, but uh, here's the thing: I would have fucking, I would have thought about smacking her. He had a ton more of those videos, Austin. Even though, like, he didn't do it, he probably didn't commit any crime. They just look, good. It looked bad. She's like, here's her, here's her pitch. One of these videos comes. I don't know where they're coming from, but one of these videos comes out once a month, and you don't pay me. So the attorneys get together, as I always do, and Johnny Depp probably said, oh, I don't want to do this, but the attorney's like, shut up, Johnny, we're going to save you a lot of money. He should have just taken her phone and smashed it with a sledgehammer. 
Well, he did throw one iPhone at her already. How many phones could he throw at her? Just throw it in the bathtub. Just be like, get your fucking phone out of Here's here. Here's these guys. So these guys all have attorneys and business managers. They get together and go, look, this is how this is how this goes down in Hollywood. How it's gone down for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. She's gonna get paid because you have a shitload of money and this money doesn't mean anything to you. She's gonna get paid. Sign this fucking deal and go away forever. There's no more tapes are coming out. She's never gonna say bad shit about you again. And you're gonna go fucking heal your wounds and suck your thumb and think about the seven million that cost you for being a fucking idiot. Right. And I knew that was coming because you know, a don't marry, don't be a guy who marries a lesbian half your age. <laughs> That's like the first sign of a bad relationship. And I bet all these warning signs that you're seeing from all this shit behavior you're seeing from her now were there beforehand. I'm sure, yeah. But and like, I here's something I asked you. I never understood why is like a rich. Famous, good-looking, fifty-year-old dude who can get any girl he wants. Why is he marrying a lesbian with trouble written all over? Uh, I can't speak to why he married a lesbian, except for he kind of looks like a lesbian, and maybe she's into him. <laughs> That's true. Um, but I think what I was thinking is he probably married her because you know the, the covenant of marriage means you know you can trust the person. So everyone's trying to use him for something, and he can't really invite young chicks to party with him. They're going to record stuff just stupidly and post yeah. on Twitter. So he's like, all right, I'm going to fuck this young chick, and this is like a way for me to be able to relax and chill. And then, you know, little does he know, she starts fucking taking surreptitious videos of him, and that probably just drove him fucking insane. Maybe he wasn't even insane before that. That would drive me insane. Uh, I think he was insane before. <laughs> he was. Well, it's hard. When guys take drugs for like 30 years, it's hard <laughs> to tell if they're insane or just taking drugs for a really fucking long time. Yeah. And if they're drinking double, double things of wine early in the morning, <laughs> there's a fine line between insanity and just alcoholism, straight up alcoholism. Yeah. But I just think it's, I just don't know why these guys, like, for, so now it costs $7 million. I mean, what could you get in terms of a, a nice uh, escort to come to your house four nights a week uh, for the next 10 years? I don't think escorts are safe anymore. They really? go to, like, People Magazine and talk about your dick size and stuff. Yeah, you do have to kill them. You do want to kill, <laughs> you want to kill them every now and then. I think that's why serial killers, you find a serial killer, they're always killing prostitutes. Uh, it is a tough case. I just knew that he was going to pay her off in the end because for all the posturing, that's really the smart thing to do. He's worth... $200 million. He gave her $7 million. It's not going to burn him at all. $7 million tax-free, though. I mean, yeah, it's not going to hurt him. And he gets her under... So I don't know if you saw the Mel Gibson story, but Mel Gibson had that deal with the, the Russian chick that he was dating and made a baby with. Mm-hmm. Although now it's unclear that he made a baby with because he kind of paid her to say that he, it was his baby. Oh. <laughs> Which is the opposite of everything I've ever heard a guy do ever. It's a weird move. Yes, it really is. But he had three payments of $250,000 for her Maybe to... Maybe sh- he's gay. He's super homophobic. Mel Gibson? Yeah. No, I think it was just... She, I think she was cheating on him and she she got pregnant, and he didn't want people to know that. Oh. And he wanted it to be his baby because he, he was with her for like four years. And oh. I think he knew that it wasn't his baby, but he didn't want to admit that. That's that would look sad. pretty bad. It is. So there aren't many guys paying money to baby mamas to make them admit that it's their baby, <laughs> to, give them put, to put paternity on the birth certificate. Uh, but he paid her. She, you know, she claimed that she baited him, too, by the way, in those telephone calls, you remember. And uh, when he was drunk, she had him saying all this shit on the phone and recorded it. Yeah. But he ended up paying her 750000 That's why he was super pissed, because yeah. he knew he was being recorded. I'd be really fucking mad, too. Yeah, well, that cost him $750,000, but he was smart. He did it in three payments of two fifty over, like, two years apart. Uh-huh. And if she mentioned any of this shit, anything about, like, domestic abuse or assault, that cut off the rest of the payments. And she went on Howard Stern's show... It didn't mention anything Mel did to her, but did talked about the scourge of domestic abuse in general. Mm-hmm. And the judge ruled that was enough to, to, to quash her, her deal with him. 
And she lost her last $500,000. Good. Fuck you, you fucking whore. By the way, why do why do these guys owe the, with her since she has a child? So I understand that. Well, no, that was on top of the child support. He's paying child support. This was just to her. So wh- why, do, why do these guys owe these women money? Why does Johnny Depp owe Amber Heard any money? Let me sit you down. Was Matt. she paying rent? Was she chipping in on the mortgage? Was she picking up dinner tabs? Let me sit you down on, a, on the little chair here and explain <laughs> to you a little, Matt, how, this, how life works. When you get involved, when you get involved with women, and then they claim domestic abuse or rape or anything else like that, or all this other shit, it's just payday. It is just fucking payday. So and when we talk about the gender pay gap, are we factoring in the seven million dollar lump sum that you got for not ever working and faking a bunch of shit that's like really fucking obvious? I'd have to look at the fake stats, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, here's the thing: look, women. Do you not understand that women cost you money? That well, that is a, that is that there's not a free there's no free ride there and if you're a rich by the way if you're if you're a regular guy but if you're a rich guy you're such a fucking target you're a huge target and they're gonna just it's like the price of being a rich guy is you end up paying a lot of women in your life a lot of money mm-hmm. that's just part of being that's just part of being a rich guy or a dumb guy do you think he regrets guy. it uh, Johnny Depp yeah no I think he's a sap who probably misses her he probably writes her like love letters and then burns them. He's probably right here, like, come he back to me. He probably does like, do shit like that, but I don't know, because I bet they didn't fuck very often. No, I think it got sour pretty fast. I think it went sour pretty fast. How many times do you think they fucked before they got married? Uh, probably... I'm say, like, 12. Yeah, but amazing. I bet it was amazing. Right, for yeah, him. Yeah, I bet it was totally... For him, bet, she hated it. Uh, she hated it, but I bet she, like, brought other girls along, did some other sorts of shit, like, introduced them, like, how crazy it was going to be, <laughs> and then after they got married, it, but, you know, that sounds like regular marriage, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, he's like, like, where's your cell phone? How come you're not recording this? Okay, look, he's been with a number of uh, very well-known models and stuff like that. He's, not, he's lived a life. He's had some experience. He should be smarter than that, though. Right. He's not like a 16-year-old kid, like in high school, like fucking horny and making bad decisions. <laughs> he's 52. He's been fucking acting for 40 years, been screwing models for 30 years. He's got to be a little smarter than that. That's what kills me about the whole thing. <laughs> I would think so. What I don't get, and I don't, you know, I'm not a lawyer by any means, but when you get married... They're, why don't they just have like five or six boxes and, and you just got to check one of them you know not counting like false domestic abuse but um well, know, but, just, so like but, her makeup was bad like it was so awful she didn't even get the makeup right she had yeah. two face yeah. wounds that were in you different places you know on why? different days lesbians aren't good at makeup that's just the way it is straight women have some good fucking makeup Here's the thing. The reason why they, the reason why they're coming up, I think they're coming up with all these domestic abuse charges and more of an extortion campaign for money, is because the guys are making them sign prenups. So they are signing prenups ahead of time, oh. and that they cannot get money if they get divorced, or you get like a, whatever a small amount of money if we get divorced. So they have to break the prenup somehow, and there has to be a crime. There has to be some kind of crime or extortion involved. Otherwise, you walk away with nothing. Whatever happened? To, that's why. Know, that's why she's turning her cell, fucking cell phone on and baiting supporting him. Supporting yourself and self sufficiency. I mean, thank you. Uh, this is the the chick that <laughs> claims that she's a big fan of Ayn Rand uh, because yes. you only need yourself for uh, self-sufficiency. By the way, Ayn, Ayn Rand died like on welfare and her parents were fucking criminals that built the middle class and that's why they had to flee fucking Russia. Um, Although Johnny Depp would have fucked her back in the 50s, I guarantee you. That. Uh, she was pretty gross. I don't she know was, if you're aware. She was nasty looking. Uh, but here's the thing. So why is she not... You're saying, why is she not a smart, independent woman? My answer to you is, I don't know. She got $7 million. She got $7 million. So I guess she's, she's, not, as dumb as you, she's not as dumb as you think she is. Which she claims she's going to donate to charity. I'd, I'd like to follow up on that in a few months. Yeah, I think she and the Clinton Foundation are working on a joint, joint payout <laughs> match or something like that. Right. Uh, I'm counting that one in my, in, in my corner. Uh, that $7 million is going to hand over, so mine's not coming back like your Lochte decision. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we got an email from Liz. Uh, I think Liz, I forgot to change her name. I think she wrote last week, too. Mm. Uh, she writes, doesn't the Ellen DeGeneres case prove that the PC police now outnumber the entire world's population? Uh, just for uh, your memory and remembering, uh, Matt, Ellen DeGeneres posted, she felt regularly, I don't know if you follow her on Twitter, it's hilarious. It's awesome. Just amazing, cutting-edge comedy. It's hilarious memes. She's like the Sam Kinison of our, of our generation. <laughs> so she puts like a Photoshop image of herself and popular celebrity photos and shit like that, and then she writes a little quip about it. Everybody, all her fans pass around and say this is so fucking hilarious. Does one person, this is an honest question, does one person actually laugh at that? One, I don't think, one person. No, I don't think women... So, uh, I don't think the Most of our audience is either gay men, but mostly women. Predominantly women. Uh, middle-aged women. Yeah. I don't think those women actually laugh. <laughs> I think they find things amusing. Uh-huh. I think they're, like, tickled. They say they're tickled? They're looking for a brief distraction yes, from their actual yes, lives. Yes. Yeah. It's just kind of... It's like getting on the scale and seeing you lost a pound. There's <laughs> <laughs> no screaming involved. You're kind of like, yeah. I kind of feel a little, a little good, a little tickle. Yeah, uh, I think that's what it is, and I think Ellen, by the way, is really good at that. Like she's really perfected the art of like that vanilla, just very mundane. Yeah, but like feel good, but not feel too good, but kind of funny, but not really funny. Like this is just what you need, fat lady sitting at home. It's just like right. I made you the perfect little bite. Like it's just this thing. <laughs> it's a sugar-free you, Slurpee. And you, yeah, and you're gonna get it every day, <laughs> 300 days a year. And it's never gonna change, and you're gonna have the same response to it every time. Which is her Photoshop thing. So she photoshopped a picture of herself on the back of Usain Bolt, who's just insanely fucking fast. I mean, when are they going to figure out what that guy's doing? But it's just ridiculous how he can be faster by a lot than anyone else in the entire world. Uh, have you seen him run recently? Yeah, I'm a fan of, of Bolt. He's uh, well, he's six five, and you know he's six five. He's uh, super coordinated, and he's obviously strong. But he's still there's no. I mean, it's like four billion dudes in this world, but he's like noticeably faster than every single other person on the planet. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that he is, but I'm, a lot of those guys are doing steroids. I was looking at the upper bodies on some of those sprinters. First yeah. of all, you don't need that kind of upper body strength to sprint, but, I mean, just the traps, like just the crazy yeah. WWE. Some of those guys are, are doing roids. I'm not saying that Bolt is, but, yeah, it's weird that he actually accelerates yes. towards the end of the race. It's a su- it seems like he has some kind of superhuman thing going on. And, by the way, they have, I think every previous like sprinter the last 30 years has been busted for performance enhancing drugs yeah remember michael johnson and, and ben ben carl lewis carl lewis the guy from canada who set the record in the hundred like 20 years ben ago johnson with- well carl lewis there's a uh, 30 for 30 about it carl lewis and his had like a reconnaissance thing johnson was getting tested they were drinking yeah. budweiser's and he had someone spike his drink with fucking a banned substance not that johnson wasn't already doing the roids but yeah um, they didn't care back then but they, I mean, look, every top his. performer, I think, in every major sport is doing some kind of drugs, some kind of banned substance. I mean, half the Olympians have been busted already this year. So obviously they're doing it. But he, give, it, give him credit, I, you know, he's still faster than everybody else who's still also taking steroids. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, Ellen, who you love, um, she's the least attractive uh, lesbian. I think when you take steroids, you bald. See, most people that go bald, it's more crown of the head or hairline. Yeah. Guys on roids, like, like Kevin Durant. Uh, not saying they, they they bald evenly. It's <laughs> it's like the the hair thins all around their head. You should get Durant in here and feel his head and see if you can <laughs> discover anything. No, black guys don't like when you feel that. <laughs> no, that's really ra- that's really racist. By the way, I learned that. Uh, so Ellen, speaking of racist, Ellen put a picture of herself on the back of Usain Bolt. 
It was that one where he mugged for the cameras when he won the hundred so fast that he could just turn and smile at the camera while before he finished the race. Yeah, uh, which is a funny photo. And she put herself on the back and said, "This is how I'm gonna get all my errands done." You know, from now on, because he's hilarious. so fucking fast. Hilarious. And immediately, of course, people on, online jumped on that as being racist because there's a white woman saying, I'm going to climb on a, ba- a black man's back. Right. Get, Which was a- never a thing, by the way. During the time of slavery, I don't know if like, you read any history books, it wasn't a thing for women to, to ride around on the backs of slaves like to, to be transported. You mean weren't like middle-aged les- skinny lesbians on the back of black guys? No. Ordering them to take them to like the juicery? <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> happening? No. So it's not. And then the worst part is like, here's the thing. This we talk about this. I talk about the Kevin Smith story with you earlier this week. Kevin Smith got trolled and his daughter got trolled. And he's the guy who says never respond to trolls online. He couldn't help himself. Ellen can't help herself. None of these people, like famous people, cannot help themselves but respond to criticism. Mm-hmm. It's just that whatever drives them to become famous also drives them to like be so fucking sensitive about any com- negative comment about themselves. And she had to go online and apologize, say racism is the farthest thing from my heart, and other shit like that. Which I believe everyone either knows or just intuits. Or doesn't give a shit about, but just if you say it, it sounds true. <laughs> Here's a question that Liz wants to know. Haven't we reached the point now when really every single person on this fucking planet plus 20% is now a PC police just looking for shit to be offensive that isn't possibly the least bit offensive? I guess. I, I don't understand how these people prioritize what they care about. <clears throat> I think it's laziness. I think it's, first of all, the first couple people that saw this meme has to be fucking retards because they're following Ellen's Twitter feed, right? <laughs> yes. And well, the, but to be fair, I think the, the people who regularly follow her, she could fucking put like a white person lynching a black person and they would just guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> they're never going against fucking Ellen. She's like their god. Right. But so it's probably like seen by a third party. Someone passed it on to somebody who saw it. Yes. It was never really well explained to me why it was racist except for the obvious. You're kind of treating the, the black guy like, like he's not human or something, but... Like a mule, like he's a mule, some kind of transport. Clearly done in in a comedic style, um, and it was only because he had just won the race and made the funny face. If that had been a white runner, it would have been the same exact photo, right? Except a white runner wouldn't have won that race. No, nah, because we're both racist, and we we know, we know that to be true. <laughs> but I, yeah, it just it, it was barely articulated. Like I love the the thing. One of the first guys wrote, uh, "This this is bad. Take it down." Like. Okay, yeah, we'll just take it down. Like anything else you want taken down that <laughs> right. we can help you out with? Should we pull anything off the air for you, or should we? You know, well, like, if you said pull Ellen off the air, I might have got behind him. Right, <laughs> like that, that would actually be a cool, a cool campaign. But uh, you know, I, I just love when it's like, oh, this is wrong, but but no explanation as to why. Well, right? or when it gets down to it, like I think I sent you that thing a, a month or two ago. Somebody wrote. Well, I don't find it. It was a very similar case. I can't remember what it was. Someone thought something was racist. It was like a Gap ad or some shit like that. And someone thought it was racist. And someone said, someone actually wrote in the comments that they weren't offended. But if someone else is offended, that's enough reason to take it down. Right. Like, what? That's <laughs> like, you're just saying, like, I wasn't offended. But if anyone else is, then that's good enough to take it down. Right. That's never been the standard before. Like, someone saying, like, I was offended. I want you to remove it has always been an annoying prick of a standard. Right. But the standard that, like, I don't find it annoying, but somebody else does, so you should take it down. That's never been Which the Which is kind thing. of a new thing, too. I have, I have a pool where I live, and my neighbor is this hot model, and she came out in the morning. Thanks for inviting goes, me over. Uh, That's really awesome, dude. <laughs> oh, I got nudes of her. I'll show you. Um, and she goes, uh, hey, I'm not complaining, but some people might complain that you were kind of loud the other day. I go, if you're not complaining, why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Right? You did and, not uh, say that to a hot lady by the pool. Oh, and she, she immediately was like, uh, wow, no one's ever talked to me that way. And um, you had sex in the deep end. 
Well, I caught her. Is it a part of the pool? Because there is no deep end. I caught her staring in through my window when I was looking at porn. And it kind of went from there. I was, I was basically in a real life porno. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, <clears throat> All right, Lochte, bring it back. Bring, <laughs> bring, it, bring it back. But, you know, yeah, it's this thing of like, well, just to, it is an elite, sort of an elitist thing. Like, well, I can handle it. But, you know, some other people might uh, who are, you know, more delicate than I. It seems like narcissism, right? Was the point of this entire story to talk about the hot girl you almost had sex with by the pool? <laughs> I'm okay with that. I just want you to be honest. <laughs> well, I think it's that. I think it's the elitist thing, but it's also this thing of now, like, the safe space of college and the political correctness where it's like people, kids now are growing up. They're, they're growing up with, like, even if I'm not offended, if somebody else is offended, that's enough. Like, just the idea that someone that somebody is creating an offense right. means it ought to be removed. Like that's right. something that no one like the, no one should have to be offended. And they did those study polls where people like have even people under twenty eight or something like that. Over fifty percent said like we should change, modify the First Amendment to include things that are offensive should not be allowed for speech. Right, which would essentially mean anything could be banned. Yeah, and from also speech. Also, the entire point of the First Amendment is that to save save you know <laughs> hate speech and you know unpopular speech that's the whole point of it popular speech is never taken down so things right. that are unpopular are taken down and but the, it, we've reached that point now when everyone's just like so fucking sensitive to shit that they're just asking for shit to be removed yeah i mean the right's doing it with evolution and oh there's some gay cartoon character the left's doing it with you know stuff that's rapey or whatever even if it's like a classic piece of literature it's like it's a circle and the further you kind of go to each extreme, you kind of meet in the middle, you know. Like both, both the right and left want certain things banned from from speech, and and are in favor of censorship on certain topics. And it's ironic to me that they can't see that they're kind of the same person. Yeah, I agree. They come full circle. They're both in the same asshole persona. Yeah. And also, it's weird to me that like you would think fifty years ago, you think like people, old people think like society's going to hell, like we're permitting everything. But it actually seems like people are regressing sort of in their like views in their toler- views of tolerance. Like people mm-hmm. are becoming less tolerant in a way. Like you think as as we progress in the free society, things people become like immune. Their sensitivity become immune to like things they don't like mm-hmm. because it's a free a free and freer society. But actually, people are really regressing. They're fighting back against that in really weird sorts of ways. Well, my theory has is that um, you know because of sort of corporate welfare that things that we actually should be fighting people have just given up on so they pick these really trivial stupid things like in the town i'm from for example i was just there there's two feet of ice on the river you can drive a semi-truck across it but outside the power plant you could throw a rock in it and it'll make a splash because the power plant is dumping hot water into the fucking river uh, a little bit down the river, there's a thing where people hit golf balls across the river in the summer. It's fun. There's a little target across the river. They can't do that anymore because of the environmental uh, concerns of the golf balls. So, you know, you got this power plant. People are like, oh, we can't really touch them, you know, but uh, we'll fuck with this business that has golf balls. And, and it's like that on Twitter, too. You know, people aren't concerned with police brutality and, <clears throat> you know, fucking, you know, cops extracting money from people. But, you know, they'll get mad about Ellen... Uh, you know, fucking writing on Usain Bolt's back because they think maybe she'll take that down and that counts as a victory for us, but it's really not. Uh, is that really what people complain about in Alaska, by the way? <laughs> the, the ability to shoot golf balls yeah, the environmental, the, uh, the environmental regulation. We can't, can't shoot our Budweiser cans off the fence posts anymore. No, <laughs> that happens. but you can dump water into the fucking mercury into the river until it's fucking... Yeah, but you need your fucking power up there, man. It's cold. You fucking gonna, everyone's going to die without the power plant, right? <laughs> you can burn some I, I Basically, outside of the whole Bernie Sanders corporate welfare thing, I kind of agree with you. 
that people do feel. I don't think either they feel powerless. Yes, they feel powerless. The question is whether they actually try to do anything real or not before they felt powerless mm-hmm. is really the question. Right. So I think they're mostly just surrendering before they even try. But yeah. I do agree with you that people now have found picky. I think it's just a laziness. I mean, slacktivism, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just a general laziness on this. Let's call it the younger generation that are getting older, where they're just looking for easy ways to contribute. And I think part of it's just basic laziness. Yeah, it's laziness and it's arrogance. It's it's egotism because they think, well, if I get someone to apologize, I made them do that. Like you know, like that's a real fight or something. You know, for example, like Fifty Cent, he'll post all kinds of shit about you know fucking bitches and fucking you know. Floyd Mayweather will punch a chick in the face and then tweet about it. But they know that those guys probably won't apologize, so they don't go after them. They go after, like, Chris Pratt for calling a comic book character a whore. Yes, you know, yes exactly. Because they think that, oh, okay, he's decent enough that maybe he'll apologize just so we'll shut up. And also, like, what level of black activism, uh, civil rights activism, do you think the people who are complaining about this shit have undertaken in their life? Zero. Yes, exactly. This is the level of their participation. So I think it's just a general, I think it's just fucking lazy people. Like, go out there, do some fucking marches, take a pot shot to the head, take a bottle of the fucking head, <laughs> and maybe a few scars, and maybe you got a right to complain about shit. I it's agree. a basis for If it. you're out there, yeah, if you're out there in Baltimore and Ferguson, then you jump on Twitter, feel free to comment on that. But we all know that, that those two people are not one and the same. No, they're not. All right, uh, Liz, uh, excellent email. I forgot what it was all about. <laughs> Uh, Matt, you have a story this week. Uh, I shit you not, statement. I know basically what you do is just Google uh, young boy erection and <laughs> Google and uh, come back with all sorts of shit. I think that's legal in Europe, by the way. Uh, so the New York Post did a study uh, you found on Teen Boys. Sadly, uh, Brian, I knew you have uh, sad music because I heard it last week. <laughs> Teen Boys, the cue to sad music, Teen Boys not being able to get a proper erections because... They're wired wrong because of all the internet porn they're looking at. Yeah, according to a story in the New York Post, which didn't really cite any scientific evidence, <laughs> but some anecdotal evidence from a hacky... Sex- By the way, I don't think the New York Post cites any sources for anything they put anything they write. No, they don't care. No. <laughs> they don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, I guess that um, teenage boys are having trouble achieving erections because porn is ruining the expectations for them, which... If that's true, those, those are those are gay kids. They haven't figured out that they're gay yet. Uh, yeah, that wasn't part of the story. They may be. They may just be gay. But here's the thing: this is one of those stories. This is one of those topics that sounds when you say it, it sounds like okay. So boys are watching a lot of porn, and they're being disappointed when they see real girls aren't like porn stars. Mm-hmm. That on its face sort of makes sense until you really th- look back at your own personal experiences and go, "Yeah, that never happened." Uh, how many porn stars are actually that hot? Is hot. I think it's just how, like, the how this. First of all, there's zero foreplay. <laughs> like, it's right. just like, hey, hey, I'm here to deliver the pizza. Hey, all right, <laughs> like, you know. So there's like, you haven't been watching a lot of porn, good porn lately. They don't do the pizza thing anymore. <laughs> they don't. That's the old. They're like, gluten free. Like, gluten free. They're gluten free pizza. Uh, Brian would order four vegetables on his porn pizza. I just want to say that. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I can see, I can see like that as a theory that someone goes, oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. So like, life, real life isn't like porn. And I, you know, I've talked about this before. Like, there's some false expectations. I think, guys, I never had access to a ton of porn when I was a teenager. So, though, first time I had sex, that was probably the second or third time I've ever seen a woman naked. Mm-hmm. But if, I can imagine if you watch 
a thousand clips of porn before you had real sex, you might be a little twisted like, ah, should I grab this girl's tit really hard and bounce her over the couch and just start slamming her in the ass? I can see that that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. I can see that being a thing, but that would only give you a bigger erection, so I don't know actually <laughs> how that would make you soft. Uh, but isn't this really just people trying to find reasons to lash out at porn, which is still the single most popular source of entertainment online and offline in America and around the world? Yeah, I don't... I really would disagree. I don't think teen boys would arrive at some expectation that they can do whatever they see in porn. I think they're really scared when they first start fucking. And, you know. But you have to, like, I don't remember your first time or first couple times. You are imitating something, right? It's not like, yeah, part of it comes natural. Animal, all animals fuck. Part of it does come natural. But I think the way you handle your lady is, like, somewhat based on something you've seen before, some imi- a movie you saw or something. You've got to be basing it on something. I had seen a fair amount of porn and to me it was it was just a different ball game it, it would be you like knew, you knew this was like what your experience was a subpar <laughs> you just knew it was not going to be porn yeah i mean it was it was i i did not do a great job but she didn't call you daddy she didn't have big big, big old fucking hooters well it's not like you watch she wasn't wax from head to toe i mean i was a huge fan of michael jordan at the time it's not like i watched jordan play and then went out on the court and thought i could do a fucking 360 right no but kids do watch their stars and imitate them on the basketball court all the time but I mean, that does happen they shoot they want to shoot like somebody or they want to like certainly dress like that person i think they have a realistic expectation of of what's gonna happen i don't know like every kid is fucking every like eight-year-old in the country is doing that steph curry warm-up drills and shit like that i don't think the quality of sex is dropping off like according to this article um the the boners are because guys have kind of blown their load more or less on the porn so they they their boners are going down which to me just seemed like kind of just another way of saying like like boys are super pathetic you know yeah like, boys are pretty pathetic we're gonna talk about how <laughs> pathetic they are later but there was a study i think it was a usc study last year that debunked this whole idea that that guys it was, it was adult men not teen boys who uh look at porn a lot have lower sex drive they were talking about how like there was a theory that guys who are married and relationships have less sex with their girlfriends or wives because they're watching so much porn mm-hmm. but the study actually found that on the av- on the whole guys who watch more porn we're actually more excited to have offline sex as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're more horned, horny to actually have sex with their partner as well than the guys who didn't watch porn at all. Yeah, I mean, that's just obvious. Guy, like, guys that are just super into fucking are, you know, you can only do so much fucking. You're going to go to the porn at some point. Well, you go to the porn, and the porn actually hypes you up to want to have real... I think the whole point is they were saying, like, all these women's magazines were saying, your husband's not watching porn, therefore he's never going to want to touch you again. But it turns out guys who watch porn want to touch their wives more. Because they're fucking, they're just generally jacked up more <laughs> sexually, and they want to have real sex as well as fake sex. Yeah, if you don't have a really high sex drive, you're going to porn isn't really going to occur to you. You're going to be on Rotten Tomatoes or something. <laughs> right? This sound, these all sound like studies that women came up with. Like women have no idea how men work. Well, they started with the conclusion and then kind of worked their yes. way backwards. Yes, I think it was just a study, just so someone could go to high schools and talk to boys about their penises. <laughs> yeah. I think half, whenever you see a teen sex study, I always assume that someone's someone's looking for an angle to like not be labeled a pedophile, so go to like elementary schools and talk to boys about their penises. Yeah. All right, listen here, I'm on a scientific study, buddy. Uh, you got to drop your pants and talk talk about your dick. <laughs> it's just like it's for science. Uh, it, none of that made any sense whatsoever. But I do like the New York Post. We'll post any story that has Google words in it that get that get searched. Right. So teen boy erection is <laughs> like let's just have the, God, the I can see the editor of the Post, digital editor of the Post. I know how they work. 
They go, like, what's the story about? They go, ah, that sounds kind of crappy. They go, SEO, teen boy erection. All right, right put right. it, go with, go with it. Well, look at like the Top chicken story or the, of the month. Chicken or the egg. Why is there so much porn? I, it's probably because people, you could argue it's because people like to watch porn, but that's not really the case. It's because people like to fuck. And porn is kind of a, a supplement for that. I yeah, I think yes and no. But you probably, uh, I'm sure you know or you can generalize guys who watch a lot of porn and don't have sex with real women. So I think it's also well, only if they can't. If they're not, that's what I mean. There's guys that like might be socially awkward or can't have trouble meeting women or things like that who are turning to porn and prostitution and things like that. They're all fucking somebody, right? Yeah. So I think the porn is an alternative for some people. But I think you know it is the most popular form of entertainment. I was thinking about this. When my uh, Time Warner uh, Wi-Fi went out the other day, and I was thinking like all the people that are, like and went out in the whole area for some for like twelve hours and for some unexplained reason, and I called them whatever and they said oh there's so many people calling they're all angry I'm like, well yeah they're angry because you're the fucking biggest provider of porn <laughs> in the world I mean you can call yourself Time Warner all you want and talk about all the shit you're doing and all the you know all those commercials of people online learning and parents talking to their kids and yeah. stuff and shit like that 60% of your, like, your throughput is all fucking pornography if they called it like porn warner a lot more people would sign up I just like I'm thinking like yeah and by the way the people who are calling you upset are the people watching porn like if, uh, some, if, the, if, the, if the kid doing his math homework is, is out for an hour off Wi-Fi, he's not calling you pissed off. Oh, it's there's people that were fucking close to climaxing who were angry. There's nothing worse than when you're in the middle of a clip and the thing shorts out. You know what I mean? <laughs> then you might start feeling. That's when you know if you have a problem. It's time to walk it back if, if <laughs> the vein on your forehead starts popping out. If you're calling, like if you're waiting an hour on hold with fucking Time Warner. <laughs> it did strike me then that like they are like Time Warner is pushing like fucking god knows how many terabytes of porn every fucking second of the day mm-hmm. and uh, yahoo i remember like had this thing where they tried to clean up yahoo because at google they're all using porn searches that's a huge part of what they do so they always make these like very veiled like superficial efforts to clean up the porn on their searches and stuff like that right but they know it's a massive amount of their business so they're not really making any, re- any real effort yeah, there was a thing with uh, AOL when they were sued for essentially providing uh, child pornography because... They, Somebody in the chat room was trading. Yeah, and they were like, well, look, it's it's a platform, and it goes into all this other like constitutional stuff about how you can hold businesses liable. Like, you know, if, if uh, someone stabs another person in the mall, like it's not like the mall's fault necessarily, you know. Um, but... Uh, I forgot where I was going, but they have no they, interest in. They have in to make it look. They, yeah, I think what the outcome was with like AOL, Yahoo, all those places. Was they had to make it look. Like, they had to put up more policies and like say we're going to monitor this shit and like you could be liable for the stuff. But ultimately, they weren't legally liable for any of it. So, which is I think was the right decision, only because it would chill so much of the internet. Like if you said, okay, you're an ISP, but by the way, if any porn goes across your thing, you're liable for it. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do with our business? That's what our business is. Yeah, I mean, that's what it's doing. There's just there'd be no way that. You couldn't even have a business if that was the case. Uh, if it's like a hitman, if someone hiring a hitman to kill somebody, that's a much smaller percentage of the population. Yeah. But if you're trying to cut off all porn, that's like 80% of the population. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just do that shit. All right, Matt, that was a great story. Teen Boy Erection Search. Can we get that for our podcast so we get more, more views? By the way, like, we know chicks watch porn, too. Where's the story about hey, their vaginas are super dry because these dongs aren't big enough for them? Where's that story? Well, I don't know if you're searching uh, super dry vaginas. <laughs> that, <might, laughs> that might come up, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. Any 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 story. There's all. These, I think people get like. I think my theory in research studies is that people look for where they can get paid to do a research study. So it's probably these anti-porn associations, right? That put up money if yeah. your research can show that, like, you know, the the porn is bad for people. They're just. De- I mean, people on the right, especially these moralists and all stuff like that, they're very desperate to like try and find science behind a lot of the shit they believe in. Yeah, and they can't find it, so they just like. 
fucking create false. <laughs> just create false studies. Right, right. This is the way to go. All right, Matt, that was an excellent shit you know, segment. Brian, put in a, a, a teen boner uh, sound of animation stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt. Uh, I know you are a, stand-up, a six foot two inch tall stand up comedian. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know Kurt Metzger. Uh, he's a comedy writer. He performs. I've seen him do some stand up before. Uh, he was a writer on Amy Schumer's show, although she's denying that now, her, her Comedy Central show. Uh, Kurt Metzger went off on Twitter. It was yesterday or whenever it was. Uh, someone he knows was a comedian in the Upright Citizens Brigade, which is, I guess, you can probably explain that's a big thing or not. I don't know. I just when I see UCB, I just run the other way. It's kind of a it's kind of a cult thing, but they do some good stuff, and they uh, are making a ton of money off these classes. Yeah, um, it's like Second City's little brother, right? Yeah, it's sort of like a lesser version of Second City. Well, now it's now it's probably better than Second. Now it's it's a business. Now it's good. It's respected. Okay. So he was in UCV, which uprights a, a comedy a comedy troupe, and he also did stand up. This guy Aaron Glazer, uh, and apparently uh, people in the UC, UCB, there was a private discussion board, something like that, and they talked about a bunch of women talked about the fact that this guy Aaron had sexually assaulted them in their private message back and forth in their private message group. Someone leaked the story. The UCB started an internal investigation because comedy troupe there was the comedy troupe police. Yeah, <laughs> they, they launched an internal investigation like the Stasi. Yeah, what is this, a fucking fucking Fortune 500 company? Yeah, I'm assuming the UCB has like one person who works in an office somewhere. Well, they have a counselor, which came out in the story, which I thought was fucking weird. That is, they can't have more than three employees. So whatever these employees are, they're all doing like 10 different jobs. Mm -hmm. Someone was was lead investigator. And uh, while none of these women who accused this guy, this comedian of rape, went to the police, filed police reports, launched any sort of formal accusations, because of this leaked information of just sort of blind accusations, he was, he was kicked out of the, uh, the UCB, and he was banned from like every comedy club in New York. Went kind of around pretty fast. And Metzger, uh, who, who knows him or knows of him, got super pissed, wrote all this like anti-rape culture shit on Twitter, and complete over-the-top rants. He went on a, what appears to be a very drunken... Yes. Um, overstepping of some <laughs> boundaries. He wasn't just making a political statement. He was making a very, I would say, misogynistic statement. Uh, anti, at least anti-women who accuse people of rape without any formal charges statement. He started going very anti-woman to prove a point, but it yeah. seemed to me like there was some real anti-woman sentiment underneath it. Yes. <laughs> you, can, you can talk about the rape culture being over the top and at least false accusations of rape hurting people without mentioning, like, I hope your vagina gets sore. That kind of shit. <laughs> I would say unnecessary. Yes. Uh, but I think he had a point there, which is that his point was basically, of course, that men, people shouldn't suffer con- real life con- real consequences from rape accusations alone, especially when they're not really made public. This is just hearsay from fucking private message groups that goes around on social media. And all of a sudden, a guy's li- you know, he can't go to jail for that because he has to go through the police for that. But his whole livelihood is destroyed, basically, reputation. Yeah. I mean, well, where's the... I just don't understand, and I wish this... This is something that's really holding back this cause. If you're going to accuse someone, especially anonymously, you need to be specific about what happened. I don't see how you can anonymously anonymously accuse someone and then be vague about what the deal was. You can't do that with any other crime. If someone broke into my house and I, I fucking called the police, I was like, yeah, these guys stole some stuff. And they're like, what'd they steal? Like, uh, just, you know, some stuff. Uh, just, you know, I've felt there was some thievery involved you can't yeah. do that did they break in well they were in here yeah they're in here i can't i mean maybe i don't know <laughs> like, from, from what i understand and i could easily be wrong but since i can't get clarification i'm forced to be presumptuous right uh 
he a chick was on drugs or something. She was fucked up, and he like groped her while they were taking a photo. That is, from what I understand, that's what happened. Yeah, but then, then it always comes out. There were other. There were my understanding. There's multiple accusations by women. These are all informal, by the way. Multiple women came forward after the first one. Was like, yeah, yes. you know what? I think me too. Does I, sound like the Louis C.K. thing a lot. It was like um, sort of like, uh, although Louis C.K. I believe made you masturbate in one night, but so you know, but it was like it was there hasn't really the, been like it was someone. Worth the gig. Yeah, there hasn't. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah, I do it. Uh, there hasn't really been someone who said, "Here's what, here's what the night it happened. Here's exactly what happened." And we need that when we're talking about anything, especially something really serious. We need facts. I mean, this I don't understand why in this one area you can't have facts. Um, and I was looking at uh, Glazer because I was curious how he would respond. I think. Unless he's, like, suing. If he was guilty, he would shut up. And if he was innocent... It's like how Mike Tyson, when he was falsely accused, what I I think he said, you know, I wish I had raped that bitch. It's like, I think this is actually a Patrice O'Neill bit, but he said, well, that's yes. what you would say if you were innocent, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't. here's the thing. I don't think there's, there's no winning situation. He's going to sue. He'll sue somebody for money, but there's no winning situation here. Your life is basically like the guy at Columbia with Mattress Girl. Mm-hmm. Your life is basically fucked at this point after the accusations alone right because it's not just you know okay i said in the 1950s six years ago everybody was against a woman everybody favored the guy and said the woman asked for it and the guy was innocent no matter what yeah it's completely swung the other way now the guy is guilty no matter what and you're fucked and you got the whole media like in the mattress girl case the new local newspapers and local politicians all picked up on it we're all basically chanting to lynch this guy basically Mm -hmm. and then you're at that point you're fucked everything's on google now it's all searchable by all this stuff you search the guy's name the first 30 stories is rapist you know you're you're screwed he said he lost jobs that way things like that this guy already has been banned from all the comedy clubs and there's not been a single i think what metzger was saying outside of his over-the-top fucking rant shit like that was basically like you can't just damn a guy based on this informal hearsay make go to the police and make a fucking file a fucking police report because we need a standard of guilt and innocence right and yes and it also to me if we really care about this issue and victims which i think most everyone does outside of rapists um so what are you saying by this so we're going to ban him from the ucb so feel free to go out in the real world and keep (laughs) raping we just don't want you to rape these nerdy indie ucb chicks but everyone else go ahead and rape them yeah you can't you won't be raping at caroline's this week but (laughs) there's other clubs where you will be raping and that whole the the, the defense is and i saw i read about at least 20 i don't know why i did this myself at least 20 female blogs about why he was wrong and the point was that women can't go... There's a bunch of reasons why women can't go to the police or can't file formal charges where they've been sexually assaulted or raped. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, but that doesn't mean the opposite, which is that by not, by not filing a report, then it's still just as justified. It right. doesn't mean that. I understand that it may be a, a tough situation for a woman to file a police report, but we need a standard, a black and white standard. We need someone to decide guilt and innocence in this country, and it can't be Twitter. Right, and that means clearly defining what rape is and maybe having different words for different actions. You know, holding a chick down shouldn't be the same word as you feeling her tit in a photo in front of a room full of people. It shouldn't be the same word. No, and there was that uh, analogy I sent to you that someone had done on Twitter that's going around Facebook now, which is she used a $5 bill as an example of rape. And she said all the things about a $5 bill that would not be, consens- you know, not be consensual. And she said, just because I can't prove you stole $5 from me doesn't mean you didn't steal $5 from me. Well, no, that's actually, uh, this, in a court of law, that is the case, actually. If you can't prove that I stole $5 from you, then I'm considered innocent. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the dumbest. I mean, yes, conceivably, guys who rape women, get off, they get free. I mean, that happens in every single crime. 
But just because you, in the reverse, because you accuse a guy of rape without actually going through the pl- process of filing a report, having an indictment, providing evidence, going to court, that doesn't mean the opposite, that you're invariably true. Right. So where fucking are we left? Oh, by the way, so the point of this story was to bring in Amy Schumer so we get better SEO. Uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy, all the women wrote back hateful things to him, but he didn't give a shit because he was probably still loaded and fucking writing stuff back to them. So like you busy said... Busy ruining his career. He was busy completely ruining his career. <laughs> and by the way, like you said, they always go for the softer target. So they went after Amy Schumer because she was associated with him. So she immediately had to disavow him, say how he wasn't a writer on the show, which seems very unclear since he was holding an Emmy... Emmy up in the air at the Emmy Awards with her. <laughs> but, you know, how she's still, she's not, you know, saying he's a horrible guy, but he obviously has horrible ideas in his head, shit like that. I mean, it's just like, here's the problem. So you always talk about how, like, women, feminists, all this stuff, most of them don't agree with the, the you know, the, the, the extremeness of this point of view, and the, most of them are more middle of the road and more reasonable about this rape culture stuff. Mm-hmm. But the women who control, like, the mo- 100 most important people who control the media, women, especially on the female side, they all do. So the other 100,000, 100 million, you know, they don't have a lot of power. Right. The women who run the magazines, you know, are higher up in the in, in media companies. The women who run the comedy clubs, the women and stuff like that. If they believe this shit, that like an accusation is the same as conviction, then we're kind of, fu- then we're kind of fucked. They wield yeah. a lot of power. Well, yeah. And, you know, both sides need to be honest. And so the, the sort of feminist side needs to admit that women make this shit up out of malice. I mean, it happens. It doesn't happen as much as actual assault happens but it's a pretty prevalent thing i mean look at fucking amber heard uh I don't, with her face beaten in by the cell phone <laughs> or yeah. should i look at her seven million dollars she's spending the bahamas on our charity i mean can we acknowledge that we've set up a system where it's pretty easy for the for women to manipulate it and i guess guys too but see again i don't know what happened and i'm not going to apologize for assuming because i don't know what fucking happened because no one's saying what happened but isn't this you could ban anyone from the UCB. It's like a private thing, right? Is this maybe the rape thing just another way of saying, none of us like you. <laughs> we don't want you here. You're so- always fucking like wearing your shoes in here. You're not supposed to take your shoes off at the door. <laughs> so we're just going to accuse you of rape just to fucking make this easier. Well, I think in the it's case of, I think in the case of the Amber Heard case, she did make up the domestic abuse stuff to get the money, right? right? So she didn't make it rave because that would have been a little more difficult to prove. But I think she made up the domestic abuse stuff because she could get a few cell phone videos together and get a case for herself. So I think you're put in this position where women will might might use sexual assault as a means to get a guy to back off mm-hmm. because it's a real threat and guys are scared shitless of that accusation. So it does work that way. I agree with you. What do you think about? So here's Metzger's final his opinion was it like. Claiming like all these women on Twitter and social media and these people with third parties, no knowledge of the situation, who claim he's guilty, right, is just as bad as the rapist himself. Yes. Oh, no, that was good. Okay. <laughs> you guys could hang out together because when I read his shit, I was thinking, man, this sounds a lot like Matt. <laughs> like you know, a couple beers in, this sounds a lot like Matt going off and stuff. Because uh, you know, the, the, all the Conti stuff was a little over the top, like you said. But his point of view and his fucking his, you know, was just I thought was spot on. Which is he got way too angry, but his underlying point of view, which is this is just completely unfair. This is a, we've set up a, it used to be six, 56 years ago, it was completely unfair to women, and now six years later, it's completely unfair to men. And to exalt this as a solution, as we finally reach parity, yeah. it's not. It's not parity at all. It's just a, the pendulum has swung completely in the other direction. It's just unfair to a different set of people. Yeah, I mean, right. And it kind of is a witch hunt. I mean, I've, I've had, you know, feminists like, this lesbian comic what the fuck's her name Leah I can't remember this lesbian comic some lesbian comic threatened to put me on a list and I'm like 
for something I said that she didn't like, it wasn't even that bad. I was like, you realize you're saying I'm putting you on a list, right? I mean, there's there's very there's a lot of entitlement. There's a lot of like, uh, my life was fucked up. Maybe gonna... it was a party list, like a party invite. <laughs> <laughs> if I list her hot lesbian comic parties, because there's so many fucking hot lesbian comics. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Uh, probably not, though, huh? No. That's too bad. All right, let's move away from this. Uh, but like you said, like these guys are all ruining their careers, basically standing up for something that they're actually probably right about. Uh, which kind of sucks, and just because they're not doing it in a politically correct manner. Uh, so, Kurt, well, I got your back. Well, how you do. you got to have a little tact. Like, we are oh, yeah, talking, he went, he went way we're talking about an actual sexual assault case. You can't be saying fucker in her cunt. Like, no. It's just really, yes. like, disrespectful. I agree, but I, I have a feeling this is, like, on the back end of 50 such, reading 50 such stories and just being super pissed off and drunk. This wasn't the first time, but, yeah. Time and place. Yes, there is. The sore hole thing, it really was over the top, but still fucking funny. <laughs> uh, Last Man Earth, the podcast always at Rocco's Tavern on Ventura in Studio City. There are no studios left in Studio City, I don't believe. It's still called Studio City. Come here for a beer. You, uh, Brian will order your nice veggie pizza. <laughs> Make sure you get all your four food groups in your pizza. Uh, Rocco's Tavern on Ventura. It's where the Last Man Earth podcast takes place every single Thursday. I, we got an email from Wilson. Uh, Wilson wants to know, uh, I know, Matt, you uh, were never able to snowboard yourself or do any winter sports growing up in Alaska, so that left you like fucking Rudolph with a red nose, like locked inside the house by yourself playing rummy with, a, <laughs> with an ant or something. Uh, Sean White was a, a great snowboarder. a runaway <laughs> metaphor, <laughs> I think. Was, uh, Sean White, I used to love Sean White. He was the flying fucking tomato or whatever. He had the big red hair. He was like 19. He was doing shit on snowboards after they made snowboard like an Olympic event for no reason. Uh, he was like, I don't know, you know what snowboarding was, but he was the best fucking person. He was like the Usain Bolt of snowboarding. He was just doing shit nobody else could do, which was really cool. And he had fucking big red hair and stupid teeth, and he was just pretty fucking awesome. Uh, I could see why like teenagers were attract, you know, just wanted to be like Sean White. So of course, like every other athlete who's done with their career at twenty three or whatever, uh, he formed the rock band. Uh, took it way too fucking seriously. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because all, most great rock musicians were snowboarders for the first 30 years of their life or so. Um, he set up this band. He had a chick drummer who's, I would say, uh, modestly attractive. Pretty for a high. drummer, she's modestly attractive, nice body. Uh, he kicked her out in 2014 out of the band, uh, which you've never heard of. I've never heard of the band or anyone be kicked out of it. Who cares? Uh, she is now suing or setting up a lawsuit for sexual harassment, claiming all this shit went down for seven years. Including him being overbearing, which I think just people don't, musicians don't realize that's how a boss usually is. Well, that, Sean uh, White is a douchebag. Like all the other snowboarders hate him. <clears throat> he's very controlling and sort of, he's he just hyper ambitious. He I was think. a dick of a boss for a band, but I think it's really important to realize that rock band is not a workplace. Right. You just can't expect that to be like the IBM office. Shit's going to go down like when you're in a rock band traveling in vans around the country. Yeah. Nasty, disgusting, horrible, heinous harassment shit is going to go down. And you're that's gonna between. See, you're going to see each other pee. You're going to you like know. pee on each other is yeah. what's going to This going to be shit like. And by the way, everyone's drunk and high and you're bored as shit and you're fucking in a rock, rock band with Sean White. So if I get a lot of antisocial shit's going to go down, and that's between the men and the men as well. Mm-hmm. You know there's fucking fist fights and dudes doing all sorts of shit to guys. You just fucking bored guys get do really stupid shit. Uh, when they get fucking drunk and tired, they just do really yeah. fucking stupid shit. And they don't sue each other either. Usually. No, they don't. But she's looking, again, she's looking for an angle here. But he did send her, here's a problem with the digital age. Like 30 years ago, you would have heard about like some chick in a rock band and all these horrible stories. And it would have been, you know, just her writing down shit that no one else saw or no one else remembers. Now in the digital age, you got copies of fucking everything. So mm-hmm. she got all his texts, which mostly were just overbearing. Like, I want you to fucking cut your hair this way. You can't dress like this for public appearances. He just seemed like a fucking annoying prick. 
Yeah, that's the thing that made me dislike him when when reading this was was that that he was telling her to cut her hair. The stuff about sending porn, it's like who fucking cares? Well, you're, you're an adult. But the thing is, so she couldn't say I'm sending porn. I'm sending porn or naked guy pics because guy people send that shit all the time to each other when they're bored. So she came up with like the worst after seven years, like the worst clips that he sent her mm-hmm. and made it into like as if this was happening all the time and labeled it. So he sent her one called uh, Fudge Church, which mm-hmm. that was one of the best titles ever. <laughs> if someone sent you a link say, you got to see this, it's Fudge Church, you're going to open it. Probably. Open it. Of course, it turned out to be a priest and a nun having uh, shit, uh, fecal, fecal, fecal sex. Mm. Some shit was smearing shit all over each other. Jesus Christ. You That's, watched this? No, but I've, I've, I've seen many of these before. You watched the bear one, right? I saw the bear one, yeah. So he sent her a bear one where like it's like it's a Russian video like from Russia. And it looks really real, by the way. Like this man and this woman go out and hunting. And they hunt a bear. It looks like they. it's a little unclear, but it looks like they shoot a bear out of the tree. And the bear falls to the ground dead, and then they have sex on top of the bear. Fucking Russia. <laughs> yes, but but it's, it, I mean, it's, you got to admit, I don't know. I don't think many guys are actually into like killing bears and having sex on top of them. But I'll say this: the woman was really hot. Hmm. It was not like a real fetishy, crappy little version porn. This was like a hot Russian chick. And it was really pretty well shot porn. So the bear was kind of the dead bear was kind of incidental to the whole thing. Just kind of in the way. <laughs> it was just that was just like I imagine like Putin, Putin, because like Putin like loved that shit. If like, I was hunting with a super hot chick, and I, I would do that, like, why not? I'd well, do that like, once. You're not, allowed to, you're not allowed to kill bears as far as I know. You can't hunt bears, I don't they think. They don't like, have laws in Russia. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why it, was, it seemed like a very Russian, like, Putin would say, like, before he, like, Putin seems like a guy who would, like, say, I'm going to fuck you, but before I fuck you, I'm going to go fucking kill a bear. <laughs> <laughs> go fucking kill a bear in a tree. Yeah. So, he, like, that gets him hot. Like, that gets him kind of hot. It's not, like, a real subtle type of culture. Oh, it's like the guys might have some drinks or guys might have some whatever. I'm going to take it to the fucking ballet. No, let's just fucking kill a bear and have sex on top of it. Hmm. So anyhow, so she used that example and the fucking fecal fetish porn shies and sex as like, oh, he's sending me shit because that was great for great headlines, right? He's sending me like fucking fetish shit porn and like fucking torture bear porn and stuff like that to make it seem like it was over the top. Everyone knows that this is what annoying guys do who yes. aren't really funny to get a reaction out of people. That's all you're trying to do is get a reaction out and of And also, people. that's the kind of shit you you look at it and you think it's hilarious yourself. Yeah. So you pass on to people. And in a way, I think it was kind of like he was treating like a dude. He was treating like a dude. Which right. Was like, she was in, in, in the club. Yeah, you're not doing that to hit on a girl. You're not sending her fucking... Yeah, do you think that would work? <laughs> ass, ass shit smeared porn like, you hot yet, baby? And by the way, she knows you're an asshole already. So that's just not... He has some self-awareness, I think. But here's the thing. So she's suing now. We talked about this with Depp and Heard. Are you willing to bet she's not going to get any money? Because she's going to get some money out of my thing. Just by, the, just by the appearance of impropriety. By this, like, having copies of texts and photos of the video and showing, like, does he really want the video being shown in court of, like, the priest and the nun fucking <laughs> <laughs> wiping shit on each other's faces and going down on each other? <laughs> Because that's what's coming in the court case. You're, I mean, you're and, talking like this is a real priest and a real nun. Uh, no, I believe they're actors. But uh, <laughs> but you saw, like, remember the Hulk Hogan trial? How fucking embarrassing that shit was. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about Sean White having to go on. Like, did you send this video to her? Let's look at the video. Have the jury look at the video. No, all this shit like that. Good. So he's going to pay her to go away, right? Yeah, I, I don't know how much money Sean White has, but yeah, I mean, she she knows. Why did she do it right when the Olympics are are on? Yeah, and know? also, can you claim this harassment after seven years on the seven years on the job? Dude, it's not it's not harassment. It's an annoying guy. She shouldn't be entitled to anything. And uh, it's again, you know, it's using this this sort of privilege that that we've made these strides so that women have protections. It's using them. It's it's abusing them. It's, it is. 
It is abusive. I'm gonna let's uh, Brian. If you can run some uh, church fudge or fudge church, I think I can't call some, some some clips from that. That'd be fantastic. I want you to search that on one of your safe browsers if you can. Those ones air. Those air not connected to any any landline. She should be able to sue him for the money they made as a band, right? Like I don't like. Wh- well, can't you just be fired from a band? And by the way, it's not like you got fired from fucking you know some big big ass band. You didn't get fired from like Coldplay. I can see that. Some dude's like fucking dude, Chris Martin. You're fucking such a horrible dude. I had to fucking play like bass guitar behind you for the last eight years, and if no one Cold knows my name. If <laughs> Coldplay fired their bassist and the bassist sued Coldplay, that guy would be a fucking joke. That guy would be made fun of constantly for being a fucking bitch. No one knows who he is. Can you name one guy in Coldplay not Chris Martin? No, Coldplay is fucking horrible. <laughs> no, I, 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 everyone knows Chris I, Martin. I hate that I know Chris Martin. <laughs> no one knows the other guys in the band. All right, Sean White, I don't know. He just seemed like a regular asshole. I don't think women understand how asshole bosses work <laughs> and that every guy has an asshole boss and that right. we all just put up with it because we want to get paid. They think everyone's supposed to be really nice to him because everyone has been nice to him since they had tits. Brian, you understand what an asshole boss is like, right? Stop looking at stop looking at Matt. That's all I gotta say. Sean White, go away. Send, by the way, Sean White, send your links to me. I like that. I like looking at that shit. The bear shit is so fucking genius that they actually and it looks. I mean, I, it was real. It had to be real. There's no way you could fake. Unless you had a guy in a bear suit up forty feet in the fucking tree and he collapsed to the ground in a fucking amazing stunt. Mm-hmm. It was a with, with a fake gun and a rifle and shit like that. It was a real bear. They really shot the bear. They really had sex on top of it. I believe it was dead. It might have still been heaving a few breaths. That's, by the way, an ultimate indignity to the, to the bear to have the people fucking humans fucking on top of you after they shot you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Department of Fish and Game uh, doesn't allow that. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know how hot people got up. That's, to me, that's exactly what Russians are fucking masturbating to, is they're drinking fucking Stoli, some knockoff version of Stoli, and watching bear, bear shot porn. Yeah, and like... That's why they're beating us, by the way. They're not beating us. but they're Selling must- like bootleg cassettes and doing pull-ups. I, I, I believe like I passed that video on to a few people. <laughs> and it might have still been heaving a few breaths. That's, by the way, an ultimate indignity to the, to the bear to have the people fucking humans fucking on top of you after they shot you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Department of Fish and Game uh, doesn't allow that. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know how hot people got up. That's, to me, that's exactly what Russians are fucking masturbating to. Is they're drinking fucking Stoli, some knockoff version of Stoli, and watching bear, bear shot porn. Yeah, and like... That's why they're beating us, by the way. They're not beating us. But they Selling, must. like, bootleg cassettes and yes. doing pull-ups. I, I, I believe like. I passed that video on to a few people. Our final statement today, panties in a bunch. I know you want, always want to know what has my panties in a bunch. Um, by the way, did you know that like 99% of all panties and women's underwear in the world made like in one factory in China? They're sold under various different brands. There's one company that makes like all bras and underwears in the whole world. Yeah, I did not know that. They produce like 8 billion fucking brassiers every year. It's like with sunglasses. There's only one company that makes all of them. They put different labels on them. Yeah. Electronics. I think there's one company in South Korea that makes pretty much 90% of all electronic, consumer electronics. Crab legs, too. I was just in Alaska, and um, they freeze crab legs essentially as soon as they catch them. Yeah. Um, so you can order crab legs in Indiana or in Alaska or, or wherever, and you're getting the same product. There's just different prices on them. Yeah. I always wonder about the guys who order the crab legs at Hooters. 
There's always seafood. If you go to like a strip club or a Hooters or any place like that, there's always seafood on the menu for some reason. Yeah. I was thinking, who orders a fucking like Clams Casino at the fucking strip club off the Route 66? Oh, no. I'm not going near that thing. <laughs> no. If it's not deep fried, I'm just not touching you it. You act like guys aren't, aren't jerking off and fingering chicks and then dipping their hands in the tater tots. Yeah. No, I don't like food. Well, in a strip club, I don't like food anymore. Either. Even at a Hooters. I'm very wary of touching the food, yeah. and it's got to be fucking deep fried to 400 degrees, like for at least 15 minutes before <laughs> right. I'll go near it. Yeah. And yet, if anyone's touching it, I'm not. I'm not doing that shit. There's a. There's absolutely no. It's, what's the amazing thing is, like in LA, you can't see full nude with liquor, right? Right. And I don't know where the fuck that law came. I mean, I know those were like old Southern laws, like those old blue laws, mm-hmm. because apparently guys would riot if they saw a vagina but not tits or some shit like that. But see, LA seems like a weird place to have stripper rules about stripping. But you can get you can get fucking crab legs. You get crab legs and not a fucking uh, vodka tonic at a fucking strip club. Yeah. Which one's going to kill you faster? And I've never seen a, by the way, I've never seen one of those health uh, letter grades on a strip club. I've never seen one of those. No, no. Are Are they exempt? Do they have some weird exemption from... Do you feel a little bit weird drinking like a cranberry juice? (laughs) Fucking looking looking at naked women and drinking like fucking juice? There's something very odd about that whole experience. Um, well, I think what you're supposed to do is get um, completely trashed before you, you walk in. You're a, yeah. grown, you're a grown man. You're looking at naked ladies fucking spinning their, you know, their taint in front of you. You got like a fucking cranberry and soda. It's, just, it's a very odd. It's a very, <laughs> the, the dichotomy always struck me like everything I'm doing here is adult and gross. Yeah. Why am I drinking ki- out of a juicy sip cup? Two, sippy cup. <laughs> get sippy cup. Two bottles of water. Like, yeah, I'm really coming here to hydrate. You oh, know. fuckers. All right. That's what has my pennies in a bunch. We got off topic. Uh, men are weak, Matt. I don't know if you know this. Men are weak. And I'm not saying that. Millennial males in particular are weak. And I'm not saying that just uh, figuratively. I'm saying that literally. There was a study I sent you. And study is sort of a loose, loose term here. <laughs> uh, out of North Carolina where they actually measured the physical strength of men, uh, 18 to 35, millennial males, and compared to men of 18 to 35 from 30 years ago in North Carolina. And it turns out men have gotten a lot physically weaker. Mm-hmm. And this isn't just like fatter, softer, whatever. They're grips. They measure their hand grips, which I guess is a quick stand-in for like your overall muscle strength, which seems to me fair enough because those guys who move your fucking refrigerator with like one arm when you're moving, <laughs> they always have fucking grips that could fucking kill Grip you. Grip is definitely the definition of sort of manly strength. It's manly you need it to hang like from a helicopter yes. or to... Even doing pull-ups, I think, is a pretty strong indicator. Choke, be one of those like hitmen in those movies who chokes a person out with one hand. Yeah, I love those dudes. They always like they choke someone to death with one hand. Right, right. That seems fucking impossible, but they do it. Even opening jars, you f- don't you feel like a badass when your girl asks you to open a jar of pickles or something? Yeah, I always get the fucking plastic glove thing. Help! <laughs> I have weak hands, but uh, it turns out it's actually it turns out there's some science behind hand grip, hand strength, also being like overall strength, and you're like vitality and how long you're going to live and how strong you are as a man overall. Uh, but here's the thing. So men are getting, not only are, we, are men getting weaker, we've discussed at least seven stories today where men are on the, on the ebb, essentially, in terms of the male-female relationship. Mm-hmm. But it turns out men are actually getting, millennial males are getting weaker, just physically weaker. We're actually becoming like a species of men, and I think it's, it can't be evolution in 30 years. So I think it's just because young boys don't play sports in school anymore. They're not out. There's no manual labor jobs anymore. Everyone's working at desks. They're all on their fucking iPhones. Yeah. Their fucking hands and bodies are becoming weaker. And by the way, women are not becoming weaker. I've just bothered you at all. Did they measure women too? Yeah, the women have not decreased at all. And in fact, women might be getting stronger because women are leaving the house now to work. So even though the jobs aren't in generally in manual labor, just the act of them going out and having more active lives 
is well, making women stronger. Women in the workplace were never doing anything physical. I don't know if you know this. They they have the guys move all the boxes. And no, shit. I know that, but there's actually women now. Actually, a they're working out a lot more. They're going to gyms a lot more. Shit like that. And women's strength, muscles, and strength is in for women. Mm-hmm. But also, they're actually just physically going to work and doing some jobs during you know during the day. That whole process has made them stronger. Right. right. Want to be more slender and fit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the women who do work. So they're getting stronger. Men are getting weaker. Uh, is the coming apocalypse, male apocalypse upon us now, Matt? This is, I mean, male strength was something we always had, at least at the very end of the day. Yeah. It was like, okay, women are getting this, they're getting this. But at the end of the day, you always had near like, if we really went to war, like we'd be just much stronger than the women. But now we're not, we're not stronger anymore. Now we're losing our strength. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't know. It's, I think that it, it probably is true in general. This is in North Carolina, like like you said, like IBM came in there, and there's a lot of tech jobs and stuff. You know, guys used to be holding fucking tobacco and shit. Um, but yeah, I, worldwide, I, I'm sure there's the same amount of labor going on. Probably computers has uh, replaced some of it in robots, but there are still guys out there that that can uh, you know assemble a car door, but they they're in Mexico, right? There's so you guys just have strong hands in Mexico. You need that when they're kidnapping your sons and shit at Mexican restaurants. <laughs> I don't think anyone in America could stop their kids from being uh, being kidnapped. It's just a scary stat to me. That and by the way, it wasn't a small amount that they gotten weaker. It yeah. was like twenty five percent. Like the guys are like actually twenty five percent less strong than they were thirty years ago. Yeah, that seems to be really significant. You know what we should do? We should go to a carnival and talk to one of the guys where they have the big hammer that you hit, and then the thing. Yeah, goes they were talking up about the, that. How that that number they that's one of the things they test. Oh yeah, yeah. For the hand grip, they test that your strength like runs your hands into those, those giant oversized hammers. Yeah, and they can't ring the bell as much as they used to. Huh? Guys are actually, we're just becoming, millennial males are, are becoming just weaker, softer, gelatinous, fucking lady pussies. Well, <laughs> is it possible? Because I think guys probably work out more. Like in the 70s, no one really worked out, did they? Um, and then in the 80s, I feel Dude, like. I was like four. I didn't really hit the weights. <laughs> I don't know. It was more like uh, bodybuilding type shit. So maybe, you know, guys are, because I think guys work out more now than they did in the 80s, right? It's just yeah, the food but I is, think that Yeah, but I think you're probably. I think you're you're skewed a little bit. You see, because you go to the gym, you see guys working out. Yeah, there's probably less guys. I don't know. I th- the pictures I saw in these studies were all the hipster guys. Right, and they right. all look fucking pretty thin armed to me. <laughs> they all look like <laughs> they're all wearing like I don't know whatever the hipsters wear. You know, like fucking loose short sleeve shirts and like hats, and they all had their iPhones with them. They all look like the picture of millennial male week. What you would imagine? Mm-hmm. Those guys are not fucking doing deadlifts at the gym. Right, right. They may be doing the fucking cycle. They may be doing the fucking you know things spinning. for their legs. Yeah, spinning class and fucking aerobics and shit like that. So their cardio may be okay, but they're actually very weak. It is disappointing. I mean, I was pretty shocked at the numbers. This is not like a small dip. You know? No, it was huge. And by the way, we talked about this before. If you ever meet an older guy. They always have strong grips, right? Right, right. Old guys, your father, grandparents' generation, they always grab you, like grip like the fucking your arms are about to fall off. Yeah. They're like trying to hurt you. But you realize that's just how guys 50 years ago all had strong grips, so they just grabbed each other really strongly. Yeah. And now they're grabbing millennial males, and they're fucking pulling them across the room and fucking giving cartilage damage. They were also more sturdy. Like, you can bump into an old guy, and he kind of, it's like a wall, you know? Yes. Like, guys now, you, you kind of accidentally hit, an, hit them with an elbow, and they're, like, really easy to tip over. They yes. kind of, like, do, like, uh, falls, like, like flopping. Very frail. And actually, a lot of the young guys look frail, too. And the study bears it out. Matt, what are you going to, we're going to need, do we need weaponry? What do we need to make up for this fact that we're no longer stronger than women? When the women, or women have all this like shit on their side, all the political shit on their side, and now they're actually just going to fucking make men their bitches and step on them on the ground and make them fucking lick their boots. And yeah. the guys are going to do nothing. There's nothing they can do about it. I don't know. How do you get a grip um, t- 
test tester. I want to carry it around and like sort of ask everyone to do it and judge them based on their grip. I had a dude. I remember a dude who played hockey, ice hockey. Those dudes always had big forearms. Yeah, he used to use one of those uh, grip, you know, those heavy. And yeah. I could barely move that fucking thing. That grip, that thing was so fucking tense. Yeah. Tense. And he did it like just all day, just fucking all day long, just as a habit. Uh-huh. And he's fucking had these massive fucking forearms, and yeah. his hands were just—you never see those things anymore. Maybe no. that's maybe that explains the whole study. Every every dude used to have five gripper yes. squeezer things <laughs> laying around his fucking apartment, or a fucking met, a rubber ball in their hand. Yeah, they squeeze a rubber ball. No that kind of that shit. Rocky, anymore. Rocky had the rubber ball he was playing with, made his hands a little harder. Bring those back, and maybe we'll be defeat the women. All right, that's our show for this week. Uh, I want to thank Brian, Sound Engineer of the Stars, Matt, who might be 6'2". He says he's 6'4". I want to see your fucking... <laughs> you think I want to see Hillary's medical records? I want to see your medical records. See one doctor saying that. Matt, you got something you wish to pip and promote on the show this week? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston, and I have some awesome writing at MattRalston.net. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. Mm, yeah, that sounded lame. Let me do that again. Yeah, please. I am <laughs> on Twitter at Matthew Ralston, and I have some shitty writing at MattRalston.net. Uh, we should both go get hand grips, I think, right away. Because <laughs> at some point, they're just going to, they're going to eugenic, just kill the guys who have weak grips. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. Eyes uh, Lex, last minute. Talk to you next week. Yeah.